Recorded live. Hello, and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is a special Tuesday afternoon edition of the show. I usually broadcast live Mondays and Fridays, and I can be reached Mondays, Fridays, 12 noon at 724-444-7444. Caller ID number is 145048. You can also catch the show on Vimo, iTunes, TalkShoe, YouTube, which I really would hope that you would go to comment, like, share, and also podcast.coms, all with the tag of Strange Talk with Doc. Now, like I like to say, every show, before I really get into anything, I'm not a sports show, it's not a political show, this is not a news show, an entertainment show, a wrestling show, or any kind of show that's going to open up that third eye of yours and, and enlighten you. This is just Doc's take on what is going on in the world today, and I'm going to hit on as many subjects that interest me as possible, and I hope they hold your attention. So before I really even get into anything, i like to say a big fat fuck you to both Ray Lewis and Chris Carter. Now, I am no fan of Odell Beckham Jr. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, so I'm not one to be a huge fan of any other athletes from any other teams in the NFL, per se. But if there's any truth to the fact that Odell reached out to Chris Carter and Ray Lewis at any point in his life, there should have been some form of loyalty that these men held towards Odell to keep that in-house. It's nobody's business. And to down-talk him and to say foolishness like, because God isn't in his life, things are going haywire for him. You know what? Maybe you know him like that, Ray. Maybe you know him like that, Chris. But it's none of our business. And who's to say that Odell Beckham isn't a praying man? Who's to say that Odell Beckham doesn't go to church? Odell's a young man. I don't know his religious affiliations. I don't know how deeply he's involved. But And then for Chris Carter to have the nerve to say that he has the answers for what is ailing Odell, that's insanity. You know, last time I looked, Odell Beckham has parents who are both among the living. Ray Lewis had a son who just had an legal issue last year, but he wants to fix the next man's son's problems. So those two guys, they're sitting on this fucking mountain, Mount Chris, Mount Ray, like we're supposed to forget who they were. Yes, people redeem themselves in life. You can go from shit one day and become Shinola the next, and I understand that it happens, and thankfully, we are eligible to all evolve and become better people as we move on in life, as we mature in life. But they make it seem like or sound like that they've always had it together. Let's not forget, Chris Carter was almost out of the league, almost kicked out of the league due to his drug use. Ray Lewis, as we all know, is a convicted felon who was on trial for double murder, who has four children out of wedlock, yet he preaches to us as though he is 
living in a glass house. Now, the reason that I'm not even, I did not do this show on Monday, this was a huge weekend. First of all, we had golf's Super Bowl, which is the Masters. Wrestling had their Super Bowl, which was the Hall of Fame, NXT, and WrestleMania 34 from New Orleans. Now, I just want to touch on it very briefly. I don't want to knock your head into a wall talking about wrestling and that thing, thing. So I will be touching on other things, but there's no way that I can't bring this up. Okay, so the Hall of Fame. We had the Dudley's Ivory Hillbilly Jim, Goldberg, Double J, Mark Henry, all go into the WWE's Hall of Fame. Now, I really wish that the Hall of Fame had a physical location. I say this all the time. A physical location and the ideal spot would be in Nueva York, a place that you can go, actually see robes, old programs, little videos, um, things of that nature, uh, uh, championship belts from territories that no longer exist, photos, and things of that nature. Now, this was a very long program. The Hall of Fame is a lot of speaking by a lot of people who you would think would be a little bit more interesting on the mic, but because they're no longer active, it is not as interesting as you would think. I don't know if next year I will actually sit through a whole Hall of Fame speech program. I mean, I thought the Dudleys was kind of all right. Ivy was cool. She had an agenda, like she was trying to fix words. Hillbilly Jim, I don't know. Goldberg never was a great speaker. Double J, all right. Mark Henry, he was very emotional, so it was a beautiful thing. So the Hall of Fame is not for everybody. Like I said, I think it's time for the WWE to actually buy a location. I think there's no way in the world that they wouldn't have lines of people there that would pay the rent on that building no matter where that building was in Manhattan. I mean, put it on the low east side where maybe the rent's a little cheaper. I don't know. This is just a suggestion. Anybody have a view on that? Let me know. Physical location. I think all Hall of Fame should have physical locations. Now, I watched the NXT TakeOver New Orleans, and I'm going to have to say, I want to, I have to take two minutes to mention by name the participants because they were outstanding. Adam Cole, EC3, Killian Den, Lars Sullivan, this guy Ricochet, who I'd never seen but heard a lot about, phenomenal athlete, and the Velveteen Dream. They all had a ladder match for the very first North American championship. And these young men put on quite a hell of a show. It was violent. It was fast-paced. It was nonstop. It, if you like wrestling, especially with ladders, this was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I tip my hat. I say right now, Vince, Stephanie, Shane, Triple H, if this bonus is to be had, give each and every one of these young people a bonus. It's well-deserved, well-deserved. Now, Shayna Blazer, who used to actually be a UFC fighter, she fought Amber Moon. 
and won her title. That was a good match. Johnny Gargano defeated Tomasino Campa. That was also a good match. I'm I'm not going to say that there was a bad match on the card. Aleister Black defeated Cien Almas. Another good match. But the young lady that was with him, Zelina Vaga, who got involved several times, a hell of an athlete. She was doing some death-defying stuff, some hunarankadas. I, I think I'm saying that right. It was a great match. Then you had a tag team, which was Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. They beat the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Outstanding NXT TakeOver, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, on down the line, have all been outstanding wrestling events. It's a lot more wrestling, a lot less talking. Be just like WrestleMania. It's not a promo day. It's a action day. Now, WrestleMania itself, what blew me away about WrestleMania was Ronda looked fantastic. That was a great match. I liked the way, and I knew he would do it because he's a pro-pro. Triple H also made Ronda look good. Stephanie did the best that she could. It was a very good match. But the, one of the stars of WrestleMania 34 from New Orleans was the set directors. The set was beautiful on television. And also the costumes. Everybody seemed to pull out a new costume. They had a different look than they normally would. And they all looked great. They all performed great. I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic uh, WrestleMania. There was no nothing that you really could complain about the show. Who we got here? Net boy. Hey, Net. What's up, man? Somebody. I'm actually talking about WrestleMania. Oh, good. I caught you. I just had a, a quick minute to call and give my tidbit. Okay. I was just saying that I thought that the set was fantastic. I like it seemed like everybody had new costumes on. Yeah. The, the, uh, the set was one of the best I've ever seen them do. The set on television coming through on full HD, it was beautiful. It was actually a beautiful set. Uh, it was a tremendously long WrestleMania. It seemed like it went... About five and a half hours. Yeah, because 4.30. About six hours, yeah. And yes. and the doors open at 2.30, so people were sitting here at 2.30. Yes, I, uh, I, they, they did a, uh, I guess they made fun of a lot of smart moths by doing some swerves that people did not expect, at least not home, because we, you know, I didn't have the buzz from home, you know, by not letting uh, Roman win, by Roman. not letting Sinjay win, yep, by not letting Oscar win. Yeah, that was I'm the biggest say, shock of the night. I'm gonna say it. I say it over and over again. Charlotte is insane. That move that she did on Oscar from the top rope, blind. That backflip with both of them, I was like, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I guess it always the... comes down to who you could um, trust in the ring. 
Oh man, that that was insane. What was the energy in the crowd? Uh, the, pretty much the same as you said. The Charlotte and Oscar match probably was the that and Ronda Rousey. People didn't a lot of people didn't expect that from her. This her first match. Ronda looked like a professional wrestler. On television, that came over a hundred percent as a professional wrestler was handling a business. Now I could have did without both of it. They were worse than I thought they would be. The battle royals stunk. Oh yeah, I think the battle royals they used to build this this storyline between Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, so it that that was that was nothing. I uh, Nia Jack did exactly what she was supposed to do. Yeah, destroy. She, See, I don't know when you guys are sitting there, but at home for the first hour, we got a lot of John Cena in the crowd shots. A lot of them. Him drinking beer, him talking to people, him taking pictures, him saying post me on Twitter. So we got a lot of that at home. Oh, we didn't get a lot. We got a, a few in the, in the arena. So that must be was cut cut from the from the arena view. Yeah, they cut to him at least ten times. No. I do. I it, thought it was. I, I did think that the the I don't know if it's Vince, but he's just crapped all over the um tag division to not give the Usos. They just do of a full match and to have Braun Strowman win with a little kid. It was just an insult. Yes, uh, it was actually it was kind of weird. They actually had a squash match with the. Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos and New Day. It was a squash match. Yep. And that was kind of bizarre. You figured Nia should have been more of a squash match. That on Anything on the card, that would have been the one. Yep. What shocked me was the four guys who I thought was going to stink didn't stink to me, which was Rusev, Jinder, Rude, and Orton. I didn't see that I match. That I, use, I use that as the bathroom break. I found that quite entertaining. Okay. And that's even minus Rusev's walk down. It just happened to be um it just happened to be entertaining. They usually prod us and they didn't prod. It it was like boom 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 and it was a shock to see Jinder win. I know. I I I just figured they going to Saudi Arabia, so let him take the belt out there. And I don't understand after all the build up, John Cena getting squashed. Oh yeah, that, I don't know. Cause then I'm like, what is the point? Yeah, and you know what? Undertaker looked like he moved better than he has in a long time. It looked like he could have went a ten minute match at least. It was like four minutes, and boom, it was over. Yeah, getting him to the ring took longer. Yeah, you get, uh, you get, uh, so John Cena's moment was beating up Elias real quick. It, it didn't, that, that was bad. I mean, for the most part, if I had to grade it, I'm going to give it a seven and a half on the scale of ten. It was an entity, put it this way. WrestleMania, five and a half, six hours, as you say, my wife sat through the whole fucking thing with me. And that says a lot about a program like wrestling to hold her attention that long. Especially since there were people, she's like, 
What the fuck would she know? She she don't know. She, my wife legitimately does not even know who the fucking New Day was and why they throwing pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Even though the little people with them were funny as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Especially I, when the guys started warming out the warming out the arena. Yeah, <laughs> I have to tell people if anyone would they listen to this, if you ever go to WrestleMania, do not get a riser seat. Avoid the risers at all costs. They are the worst seats in the building. I would rather sit it's, in section six hundred on top of the venue than sit in the. Is that risers. one of the aisle seats? I mean, like the ramp. Uh no, it's it's so what they do is it's the floor, and then after the floor they put these like risers up, so and then they put these dollar ninety nine folding chairs in there, and then after that you have the regular section. Oh okay, so it's it's that that filler section that they put in. Yeah, hard. Oh my god, the worst. Which which next year at MetLife there's going to be twenty thousand of them because. The, the seats don't start to a mile away from the um, the infield. Yeah, basically the same what they did here. I would never buy those tickets again in my life. I'm actually um, speaking with Ticketmaster now because I had an obstructive view. I basically had to watch the monitor the entire night. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I really am. Did you go to any other events while you, I mean, wrestling-based events while you were in Louisiana? Um, I didn't do... No, I basically just did Raw. Um, her NXT was like six stars. NXT, I just was talking about it. There's no words for NXT. I had to actually mention every. I actually mentioned every participant by name on the card because I was blown away. They put on a ladder match. That if anybody that was in WrestleMania in your section, they should have been talking about what they seen the night before. It was outrageous. Yeah, everyone said that was like a six star match, and I was like, oh, I, I gotta watch it on TV. Oh, uh, I I say you can watch the whole card and not be bored. They they're nonstop. They're fast paced. The violence is proper. It was a beautiful thing. Now I did like, I didn't like that he lost, but it's hard to root, you know, to say anything bad about AJ. But I did like the way that Sinjay ended. Yeah, um, I, I love that. Say, I never watched New Japan, of course, and or uh, I think it's called New Japan. And a lot of people said Sinjay has always been a heel, and he's always been better as a heel. So I was like, oh, maybe Vince finally. Working the way he should work. Yeah, but you know what? The the, the kicks, the repeated kicks in the head. Yeah. That was a beautiful. And because to me, it came out of first. It was the nut shot, and then it was out of nowhere. Since they just kicking him in the head, I was like, okay, go ahead. This I like this. And but I was shocked. I said, you know what? What is going on here? Vince does not want to put a tag team. Ta- I mean, he does not want to put one of his major titles. On either the Japan acts, which I thought, if you asked me beforehand, I at least thought Oscar would win, and maybe Flair gets her back in a week or two. But yeah, I definitely thought that. You know, 
Did they didn't right. have her on Raw last night, so I don't know what's her storyline now. Just... Who? Oscar. Well, let's not forget, in a week, there's rebranding. Yeah. And they have a lot of new faces. I don't know if you saw Raw, but they have a lot of new faces on Raw, so they're going to have to figure out a way to uh, split split up this roster. Yeah, well, Amber Moon came in. I know that. I think the Authors of Pain came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby uh, Lashley. Bobby Lashley, and uh, uh, just for fun, uh, I would say 4 o'clock this morning, I'm watching No Way Jose, who I've never seen before. Oh, yeah, I love No and Way Jose. And I thought Jose. that was fun. Yeah, I love No I, Way Jose. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen No Way Jose before. Does he normally come out with a chunk of line? Or? Well, in NXT, he used to take the people out of the audience. So I guess now that it's easier for them to just have 12 guys from the back come out with him. Well, that was fun because he danced like a lunatic. They looked like they were having fun. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, I was having fun watching it. So, you know what? That's when you're doing your job. That's when you're doing your job. That was awesome. I did hear that WrestleCon, even though the wrestlers was great, but they didn't have any air condition, and it was bad. What's WrestleCon? WrestleCon is where people go and meet. Uh, several wrestlers for photo ops and autograph sessions. I mean, you, if you could think of a wrestler, they were there. Okay, so this is their ver but this is not access. It's not access, but you would have some people from, oh no, because you had Sting and Ric Flair there as well, but uh, I guess some le- any old legend that you could think of, New Japan, um, Ring of Honor, they all there. Oh, well, actually, you want to know something weird? We have WrestleCon coming to North Carolina in May. Okay. It's, but see, it's a mix. The WrestleCon that we're going to have is a mix of wrestling and a form of like a Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. They had the same together. Thing. Yeah, they had the same thing. They had a, uh, a show that night. I, I mean, I didn't go, but uh, a lot of people did. Yeah, and so we have that coming in May. Okay. Um, we also have... Uh, this old-timers run programs down here. And I mean, when I say old-timers, I'm talking Terry Funk. Terry Funk versus, oh, wow. like, uh, what the hell was the fake Elvis guy? The fake Elvis guy in the WWE. Uh, oh, um, not this one, friend. Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man, you know. Sergeant Slaughter. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to go see guys who are legitimately 15 years older than me. That's a bit much. I don't, I don't need to see that. Now, I'm going to tell you what was brutal this weekend. The Hall of Fame is brutal. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, that's what I told you. I, wouldn't, I wasn't planning on going to that. I uh, was not interested in that, especially Hillbilly Jim spoke like for an hour. Yes. Uh, and Ivory was here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> The Dudleys was cool, but uh, it was only cool because nobody really says anything that you haven't heard, and they're all looking for some interesting stories. And Triple uh, Double J just wants to still keep crying over Owen Hart twenty-two years later. I mean, I did appreciate Mark Henry basically laying it out to Owen's wife, like, "Hey, you got to let him be in the Hall of Fame," even though there's no actual Hall of Fame, but. Oh, yeah, that was another thing I spoke about. New York, and there's only one place in the planet it could be. New York City. There has to be a building. 
that Titan Sports could rent. This place would stay packed six days a week, closing on Sunday. A legitimate wrestling hall of fame. You put some old belts in there from places, people's robes, some brochures, some pictures. Every once in a while, have two or three old timers come by and sign. That I don't give a damn. I know that rent in Manhattan is ridiculous, but this place would pay for the rent and the staff and the insurance for the property. I mean, it it makes no sense that Vince does not put a million or two or five or whatever it costs into a physical Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know why. What what? I don't know. I feel like Vince is saving his money because yesterday they did have an ad for the XFL. So I guess his money is going into that right now. Yeah, but I've been just thinking about it. You know what? The amount of people that would go to a Hall of Fame, people come to New York, they say, you know what? I'm in town. Let me check out that stupid wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, awesome. you could actually, like, go and take a picture with, like, one of Flair's robes or Dusty Rhodes' boots or some shit. And people would eat that up because wrestling is... We, WrestleMania weekend proves why people, grown-ass men are still, and grown women are still intrigued with something that we already know we're watching a soap opera. But because of the live action, how good it is, and the, and the fucking women are phenomenal these days. Yeah. I was having this conversation with my wife yesterday. Women forevermore will be a part of wrestling. They've come a long way from the ivory days. Yeah, definitely. It's they come kinda, a long way. Except having to see Paige have to retire yesterday, but it's, yeah. I guess that's the part of the business. You know what? I'm I'm hoping that she doesn't have to go away. I like where she's sitting right now. Yeah, whoever, who knows? Maybe her diagnosis will change later on. Yeah, but I'm saying let her stay with that Liv Morgan and whatever the other girl. I mean, don't just make her go away. Let her be a, their consultant. Let her stay there. She could be, you know, she adds just being out there. Yeah, and she can help train because some of those girls can't wrestle to me. Those girls can't talk yet. Yeah. She could be their voice. You know, Paige grew up in this business. And that's another thing. They showed the preview from her movie like a million times during WrestleMania. Oh, we only saw her once. Which oh, was- no. Which is actually hilarious. <laughs> a million times. I'm gonna watch I, it live uh, on because I want to see how it comes across with the commentators. So, oh uh, well, you know what? Speak, I'm gonna try to watch it. The commentating was was good, uh, even though Corey's over the top trying to be the new age Jesse Ventura, hardcore going for every bad person. Even though he did something that was very funny, he said somebody somebody get a shovel. Because Mickey James is dead. <laughs> when 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 Nia Jack laid out Mickey James, he said we need to. He, I'm calling out to the back. Somebody come out here with a shovel. She's dead. Just bury. Because then my wife said, you know how uh, I don't know if you watched The Family Guy or not. Well, when Peter Griffin dies or gets really hurt bad on The Family Guy, there's a way they always draw cartoons when they hurt. Yeah. That's the way Mickey James was laying out, like one leg bent backwards and an arm behind her back. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Now, 
I don't really, I didn't give a rat's ass about the yes movement. And it seemed like some of it was canned at home. Was there a real pop like that in the audience or was it canned? It seemed like some people in the front wasn't doing anything, but they made the crowd seem like everybody was going ape. That was a big pop. I mean, it started off late because the whole fake injury thing in the beginning. But the crowd was really behind Daniel Bryan. It wasn't too much with Shane, but they was really behind Daniel Bryan. Listen, when Daniel got moving, Daniel looked like Daniel. He looked like the Daniel we remember for father. Yeah. Right. They say he was always he was still training. They and he looks like it. They wouldn't just let him in the ring. And and Mutt and Jeff are perfect. I I, I would I would mess around with them back and forth. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I call Kevin Owens and Shane. They're just Mutt and oh, Jeff. Oh, I thought you meant too, Hardy too and lunatics. Wyatt. I thought you meant Hardy. Oh and no. <laughs> no, no. But Wyatt is doing Wyatt, and I think he's there to kind of help. Je- I mean, uh, Matt, and I don't even know. The, the the You know what? I'm not so caught up on Woken Matt Hardy. He's the same as that Matt Hardy. He always was with bad hair, bigger teeth. Yeah, I, I saw him in the airport this morning. <laughs> he's, a cool, he's a cool guy, though. He, I mean, he took time out with all the fans in the airport to take photos. I ain't bothered. I'm like 5 in the morning. Who the hell wants to do that? But you want to know something? His brother looked good. Jeff looks good. Yeah. Jeff physically looked you like you know you can look at somebody's face and say, that person looks good. Now, who looks who's aging badly, and it seemed like it happened overnight? Shawn Michaels looks horrible. Yeah, no more sexy boy. <laughs> no, Shawn Michaels actually, I mean, damn, I remember Triple H probably said, you know what, you were a good-looking one. Now I look four times better than you. And not only the hair is gone, but he looks like red-eyed, and he just don't look right. Living that fast life of drugs and alcohol. Yeah, he was one of of the ones who I didn't know for 20 years was involved in that life. I had no idea until I watched a documentary on him, and he was like, oh, wow. Matter of fact, I'm I'm, kind of geeked out for this Andre documentary. Yeah, I can't wait tonight. I I would have missed it if they didn't air it last night in the in the arena. I I would have totally forgot it was on. Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking for it like a lunatic this morning, and it doesn't even come on to tonight. Yep. But all in all, a good experience. Uh, great. I mean, besides my mania tickets, but all in all, it was a good show. Good. And- you eat some good food. Yeah, I'm grateful. Oh man, and the 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 stadium actually sells good food too. Like you, I was able to get jambalaya in one stadium, and the next stadium I was able to get three cheese mac and cheese. Hmm. Well, you know what? Louisiana is famous for their food, and they're also famous for good hot sauces that you can buy. Oh yeah, I did pick up some hot sauce. But what they need to do is they need to have a uh a street sweeper to come and spray down Bourbon Street. is nowhere in hell. My jacket just smells like sewage. Listen, well, uh, there's, a, there's a very special thing that you could do. And this for anybody who's listening. Just to let you know that there's two Bourbon Streets. In the daytime, this beautiful Bourbon Street, you know, early afternoon. Look, they have on Bourbon Street, every night, 365, uh, aerial cams. I'm talking about HD quality aerial cams. 
around 3 o'clock in the morning, the garbage is past ankle deep every night. Yep. It is a vile place around 3 in the morning. So the sanitation coming. Matter of fact, I was watching, me and my wife was watching it before I went to the last WrestleMania. And we watched the crime happen right on the cam. A dude get robbed by four guys right on the corner. And he's like, geez, okay, I know that bar. But it's 4 o'clock in the morning. It's three people. And then you just see a garbage truck pile up and, with, you know, like sweeping like 1920 with the big-ass broom. Yep. Because it, it gets – New York City does not get the dirt. It's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. People come to Louisiana, and they just feel like it's all right to throw shit on the, the ground. I think it's the Carville Stone Streets. It retains the water. So then that water was there all day. It looks like sewage. Hmm. And it – How was the weather? Two blocks away, you could smell Bourbon Street. Yeah, well, it's, 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 a, it's a unique place. And boy, if you go down, a, if you go down a couple of blocks from there, did you ever go to the casino? Not this trip. I didn't get a chance to go to the casino. Okay, because the casino is not very far. Yeah, yeah, I've been in uh, Harris before. Yeah. Matter of fact, if I if I was going to go to Louisiana, I, I'd probably get free rooms at Harris, and I, I think that's where I would probably stay because it would still give me a good enough location to get to get back over to you know the heart of everything. Yeah, I was able to, I mean, we had a group chat going on, and we was hanging with guys from all over the world. I'm like, only wrestling could bring this these type of people together. There's guys from yeah. Australia, uh, Chile. I was like, people got to get visas to come here. Mm. Did, they, uh, did, they pass, did they pass you out one of the yes signs? Because it was too many yes signs for... These people not to have passed them out at the door. No, I didn't get in. I didn't get in yes, but I didn't get. I okay. didn't come in at two thirty when people started going in. I think maybe they gave it to that front section, like right in front of the, uh, right in front of the three steps where you climb up. Everybody had a yes sign, no. and I was like, everybody did not bring a yes sign with them. <laughs> but I, but I, 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 I would say, beach balls. People oh be- yeah, they, I, I heard Beach Ball did come back. We didn't see that on TV. Oh, uh, but uh, yesterday on Raw, it had to be at least a hundred Beach Balls. See, here's the thing: I, I haven't, I haven't finished Raw. The last match that I seen on Raw was Amber Moon teaming up with uh, Nia. Nia Jack. Oh, okay. So I'm not, I'm not past that yet. And see, I don't think the WWE wants Beach Ball they don't. to be known to the general public because then they'll be like. Beach balls returned. Literally, when they come out, you have security like running to grab them, or now exactly fans are actually ripping them apart. So they don't they don't want to return the beach ball. However, Seth Rollins, after it went off, did get involved with the beach balls. Him and Finn Finn Balor, he told them, "If you've got more beach balls, throw them all down now." And it started raining beach balls. And this was uh, Raw. Raw, yeah, but this is after it went off of television. Oh, those two guys are those two guys are phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Listen, I would pay to see Finn Balor do anything. The fucking guy moves incredible. How he moves is truly incredible. How he moves. Yeah, totally agree. 
So I, I'm, I'm so glad that you had a good experience for the most part, at least the festivities itself. You know what? Next year, you're on your home turf. You get to sleep in your bed. You don't get to get on a plane. And if you go, you can invest that money into seats. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if I would have knew that these seats were bad, I would have definitely just got the, the the regular 100 section. But now I know. You live and you learn. And I even told Ticketmaster, I'm not looking for my money back. I just want y'all to know for the price I paid for these seats, I could have probably had a better time in Section 600. Mm. Yes, uh, you're right. You do live and you learn, man. Hey, who else just called in? Bones, good afternoon, fellas. Hey, what's going on? Chilling. Well, I'm going to let y'all go. I got to go back. I just actually got off the plane. Okay, dude, man, be easy. I appreciate you calling in. Right. Give me give me a heads up on uh, WWE WrestleMania. All right, have a good one. Okay. Oh, man, this is like perfect timing, Bones. Yeah, see. <laughs> How you doing? All right. Great, great. Now I, I gotta. I'm gonna actually. Uh, I'm sorry I let him go, but he just got off a plane. He just came back from WrestleMania, but I'm going to um, text him this. I don't know if you watched the show Atlanta or not. I I started. I need to catch up. I'm only on season one. Well, season two, the last two episodes of Atlanta are. Beyond words of phenomenal. Whatever is above phenomenal, these last two shows. One was the barbershop. Any black man can relate to the barbershop uh, episode. Great. The next one, which was just this weekend, was this thing called Teddy Perkins. Just imagine Teddy Perkins is, you show up at Michael Jackson's house, and you think that Michael Jackson might be a serial killer. That's Teddy Perkins. The Mm -hmm. soft voice, the musician, the white face, it was a phenomenal episode. And he just told me he he just started getting into Atlanta. So I got to text him to tell him, make sure that he watches it. Fix okay. that phone, my friend. Now, I just got through watching The Walking Dead, and boy, was I disappointed. This show, man, is killing me. Yeah, they're on a roller coaster. Yeah, and this, but this is too close to the end to be doing this. Too close. Yeah, We're yeah. one episode away from the finale. And you know what? Just fucking uh, Eugene, just because you threw up, you know what? I'll take your vomit because I'm not letting you out of my sight. No, no, absolutely not. You're going to be right and in the front they, of me. They did. That's how you keep a prisoner. A prisoner is never behind never. the captor. And here's Never. another thing that they blew completely, and they didn't. Nobody's gonna think about it. I'll tell my wife this when I, we get off this. When you got zip ties, there's but so far you can move your hands. You cannot put a car in drive 
not an old right. car with zip ties. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because only only thing you'll be able to do is drive straight. Yeah, but you got to put the damn car in drive. Oh, right. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. You can't even turn the... How do you turn the key in the ignition? He's not a slim guy. He's a fat dude. So now he's got to bend. He's got to flip that. he got to lay down and do that. And did if his... He, my SUV, my uh, gears are in the middle, you know. Now, I can see an old-time car, and you have it right there where your hands are. Right. But the older, you know, the other models, they sit in the middle, like that little, you know, right but, right above, right below your radio. Well, what you, said you put though, that in? Even if you manage that, how are you going to turn it to start it? Exactly. Zip ties yeah. gives your hands, like, no inches. That's the purpose of them to keep them so you can't get you can't get those damn hands around somebody's neck. Yeah. Matter of fact, some people prefer to have cuffs on their zip ties because there's no movement. Right. I, I mean, damn, you wrist to wrist. It's not, but so far I'm tr- I'm trying to figure out how could I I'm I, I'm 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 right now. Pretending that my hands and zip ties. How the fuck could I even drive like that? You can't make any turns in a car whatsoever. Right. So you know they 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 have holes, and then I you know what I kind of like the only thing I liked about the whole episode was basically Negan said, you know what fuck you and fuck Carl and his stupid ass letter. <laughs> you know what because yeah. you know fuck Carl. Yeah. Carl's yeah. dead. Yeah. I mean, what is this now? Yeah, yeah. You know, so they better knock our socks off or or they are going to have a small-ass audience for season nine. I mean, mm-hmm. they better knock our socks off. Now, I, I will say one thing, man. I was very happy with SNL. I'm not going to say the whole show was great, mm-hmm. but SNL's skit with Tachanga Oh yeah, from <laughs> from Black Panther. Yes. If you haven't seen it, anybody, YouTube it. It's worth the three minutes of your life. It's it's a king or the the prince answering questions in a princely manner that don't apply to anybody who's black in America. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Yeah, I saw the one where it was about the the potato salad. I was rolling. <laughs> well, listen, I don't mean to knock white people, but they do put shit in stuff that don't belong in stuff. <laughs> and we all know that to be true. And yes, on yes, top of yes. it, they don't season. Nobody right. seasons like blacks and Indians. The yes. number one seasoner on the planet is the Indian. Them motherfuckers are I don't like Indian food. I actually legitimately hate Indian food. But mm-hmm. one thing they are known for doing is seasoning their meat and yes, yes. stuff well. It's just that some of the seasons they use, like tamarind and, and, and uh, curry, is fucking disgusting to me. I mean, off the scale, I cannot eat curry. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the taste of it. Yeah, so my wife was talking about that. The other day about, you know, they, I was telling her about it and she got to watch it. And I was like, yeah, you know, they put stuff in potato salad. You know, I said, yeah, they put, uh, like, apples in it, raisins. <laughs> like, yo, what the hell is this? I still don't understand. Yeah, 
salad? Yeah. I, I now another person who makes a very bad potato salad is Panamanians. For some reason they put green peas in potato oh, salad. Yeah, that shit's yeah, got yeah. no business being in potato salad. But no, no. The the new thing is green apples go on almost everything. Yeah. You go to a halfway decent upper scale restaurant. And especially if they're white and they think they're hipsters, you're going to have fruit mixed with shit that it don't belong. First of all, I never needed no fucking jelly on my pork chops. Don't don't bring me out no marmalade for no pork chops. <laughs> yeah, That's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been to restaurants like that. Yeah, don't I don't like, need that shit. No, keep it away. Keep that green mint jelly. I'm a meat eater, and all my meats never come with like. Jam. <laughs> I don't eat fucking jam with my meat. Thank you. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yes, it's insane. Now, I, I, I do have to say, I, I have to say one thing. I want to ask you a question. I'll give you a second. You don't have to answer it this second, but before you go, think about it and answer it. Why exactly do you take time out of your busy schedule to call into a podcast. I want you to think about it. Now, I've answered this question, and people could go back and listen. I've answered this question many, many times because I think it's very important. There has to be a reason that, one, a person does a podcast, and, two, anybody would even be interested in calling into a podcast. Okay? Okay. Now, it ties into this young lady who shot up YouTube. Now, I didn't speak about this last show because I got so busy. But Mm -hmm. this woman, she goes there, she shoots YouTube, she kills herself. We can't get so caught up on, I could give a rat's ass about likes. This is not why I do this. I I do it just to get my... Things go on in my world, and I want my voice attached that I didn't just idly sit by and didn't have something to say about some of the things that happened while I'm alive. That's mm-hmm. basically why I do it. You know, it's, it's important to me. And first of all, the name of this show in particular is Plan, Prepare, Execute, Then You Must Promote. If you want any success with a podcast, now I don't know if you know this or not, Bones, it takes 10 hours minimum to do a one-hour show. And that is between getting artwork. I have to create artwork. I have to come up with content to talk about. I have to post it on like seven social media sites. Then I have to upload. I have to edit the damn video. Then I have to promote the video. That is a... 10-hour process two times a week. It's like having a job. This is not an easy hobby. You just get on and say, okay, the first thing that's going to pop to my head, we're going to talk about. It don't work uh-huh. like that because then you have no backstory to what you're talking about. So if right. anybody's listening to me and they want to start a podcast, it ain't for the lazy. If you're not willing to prepare, plan, execute, and then promote, the shit's not for you. You're a listener. You're not a person who should podcast. And that's if 400 people listen to you or 10. It's the same amount of work. It's work. 
That's why I get a little perturbed. I, the only thing that I ever ask anybody for is clarity. Because it's, I put so much work into it, the one thing that we do want to do is be heard. Clearly heard. You know? Right, right. But don't 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 slide out of here without answering that question now. Oh no no no! I'm not gonna slide out. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm but not gonna slide out. Now I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Rock credit for speaking about mental health issues, and see it goes back to what I was saying about the woman at YouTube. People are so caught up. They got this new thing. Well, first of all, it's called the social media disorder. Now we have a social media disorder where we need likes, we need comments, we need people to share. Um, Facebook's fucked up a whole generation of people. Now, Facebook is suffering the consequences. People are not even Facebooking like they used to. It seems like they'd rather do Instagram because it's, uh, Instagram is even less attachment than Facebook. Facebook, you still feel like you attach. You have that back and forth conversation. People don't talk like that on Instagram. You post a picture, somebody gives you a, a, a heart, and you move on. And besides, mm-hmm. people don't seem people don't seem to post inane shit like they dinner, like they do on Facebook. And that's what killed Facebook. Too many thousands upon hundreds of thousands upon millions of people posting stupid shit like a piece of toast and orange juice. Like nobody else can't have toast and orange juice. I'm so bored with Facebook, I only use it to promote Strange Talk with Doc. Other than that, I'm not even there. I couldn't give a fuck about it. I basically, I have three friends that I actually legitimately know. The rest are people that's either something to do with the show or they're not there. Everybody from my personal life, other than you and two other people, are gone. And if you see my mm-hmm. posts, it's only about the show. What day I'm yeah. doing it, what time I'm doing it, other than that, it doesn't exist. Yeah. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm not I'm not so tied to my phone, man. I um uh, I got I got problems. I don't have mental problems, but I got problems like everybody else and Somebody liking and sharing is not going to solve any of my issues. And so I release myself from that beast. Yes. Yeah. It's sad, though. Um, somebody had made a post, but this is true, too. It's what they call it. A guy gave it a nice term for it. Uh, a guy who who always likes everything a woman says, you know. You know, he's saying it because he, he's trying to, you know, get at her as opposed to calling her out on her BS. <laughs> oh, oh you know? yeah, just glad having her best. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, but I forgot I, the name. It's crazy, though, man. I mean, like, you're thinking, like, hey, you make a post or whatever or debate somebody on something and you just think that that's it. You're not thinking about, hey, this person wants likes. This person wants dick pics and stuff like that and pitches the ass and stuff like that. And then when you hear about this stuff, you're like, oh, shoot, people really do this stuff, you know? Yes. Some people physically get sick, physically get sick now 
because they don't get the per the proper amount of response back to what they do. I mean, they actually name we have two disorders. One's called the social media disorder, which is a hundred percent strictly a mental. I need validation. And the other one is called nomophobia. Those are people who can't be without their phone. Now, think about it. These are two things, two phobias that you could actually be 100% cured from in two minutes if you just bounce back to reality. I don't need to, I don't need to have my phone attached to my hand every 16 seconds. And the other one, what about... What about I say, today is a shitty day. I hate the way the weather is. And you're not looking for feedback. So when somebody says it's the most beautiful day of the year, you just don't answer them. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what it is. It's that back and forth. Some people want that back and forth. I used to get, I'm not saying that I'm innocent and, and I never didn't have those back and forth way too long. And you know when you're wrong? When you go back and delete the conversation, you say, oh, shit, that's when you know you got caught up in something, when you go back and start deleting conversations. Right. So I'm not saying I ain't been there, but that ship has sailed. I, I am no longer in that ship, you know, because it's, it's just a pain in the ass. I, 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 I just cannot do it. I, what really cured me, and I have to thank this brother. He didn't even know it. He became so annoying to me. It's somebody we both know. Yes. He kept promoting something mm -hmm. where he was promoting it 10 times a day. The same thing over mm -hmm. and over and over. Not even using different slick words. It was the same thing. Every time that I went to Facebook, he had a brand new Facebook Live video of the same <laughs> thing. I was like... Yeah. And then he started sending me personal ones. And I was like, listen, dude, I'm not going there. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, it's a chance for you to get together with everybody. I said, motherfucker, I just was back in New York four times. Do you know nobody walked around the corner to see me once? So I'm going to drive eight hours to go see people who wouldn't walk around the corner to see me? Get the fuck out of here. You sound silly. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, man, it's a chance for you to run into everybody. Well, you know what? Everybody knew I was in town. Nobody came to see me. Not that I'm being selfish, but damn. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, how, how stupid do I have to be to drive seven hours to go see somebody who wouldn't walk two blocks to see me? Matter of fact, yo, dudes, I'm riding through Gates Avenue right now. Y'all around? Yeah, we're around, but uh, we're kind of busy. But I ain't seen you in six years. Okay, right. well, you know what? When I drive through gates, I'm going to keep my foot on the fucking accelerator. If I, if I ain't got nothing stopping me, yeah, nothing yeah. stopping me, I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. I don't beg for company. That's, that's, that's just not my style. Yeah. And nobody should be begging me for my company, you know? But, you know, I'm very proud of The Rock, man, being... I'm, I'm going to take the, the fucked up uh, American approach to this. The black man in the rock to talk about mental illness, something that is so taboo. We should be so ashamed of ourselves as a community, and it really disturbs me. 
Because you ask black people, you would think that we don't suffer from mental illness unless right. you're way out there. You got to either be, this is for lack of a better word, if you're not retarded, you don't have to have, you don't have the right to have mental illness, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, like when you, you know better, you do better. And when we was in school growing up, like a kid that was slow, they put him in a special class, and they just basically left him there, you know, not realizing that there may have been other factors, whether he's mentally ill, socially developed, you know, not developed, just need a push. And my my point is, is that we, we, we're so um, – not wanting to look at it like that, that, hey, there's something possibly wrong with this child. I say, I say that when it comes down to the medication part. Like this kid is bouncing off of the walls. He can't help it. So if you give him some medication, the medication can help him function in class. But we'll go, yeah, might- oh, no, oh, no, can't do that because he's going to be labeled for life. He's going to be labeled for life. But the kid yes, can't he- function in school right now. We got we got two things that we don't we we have to address. I mean, and these are small problems, but the small problems allow you to address the bigger problems. One, yes, black people. If you listen to me and you have another nationality, black people do suffer from depression. Black people do suffer from loneliness. Black people do suffer from being too joyous and sometimes being too sad about nothing like every other nationality on the planet. But we're also caught up in the fact that every fucking thing on the planet is a conspiracy. There's nothing that happens that is not conspiracy-based. I'm ashamed of us as black people to everything. I mean... Conor McGregor does this thing in Brooklyn Thursday or Friday. And to every black person, it's not real. Even though people have been injured, nobody wants to spend a night in the same clothes in a precinct and have to go see a judge to do a stunt. Sometimes sometimes the moon is really the moon. And the sun is really the sun. And nobody has a fucking big projector camera that they put in the sky at night. But we love conspiracies, and we love to say that we're all right. Now, I'm, I'm Bones, don't get me wrong. I don't know how to cry. I have a problem. I was trained that way. It's just who I am. I am. I have a tinge of jealousy inside my soul that people who could share that emotion. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to hold people who cry. You get it? I'm so anti-care that the, my reaction is to stay away from me if you're crying. And I've been like that. I've shoved the women I love away. i shoved family members I love away. And I know that we had a funeral and you were being emotional, but my reaction is get your shit together. And I know that's wrong. I know 100% that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's so late in the game, that's not something I don't think that I could even work out. Yeah, like somebody told me, if I ever cry, I'd probably drown. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um, you know, my mom passed away at 16. And... Um, 
it's like my wife almost like asked me, am I like Spock or something with no emotion? And I said, that, no, I said, it's not that. I was just like, I said, I, I, I might have shed a tear at the funeral. I said, I didn't like go all out like in such emotional thing. Even, you know, now that's 30 some odd years later. I just don't, I'm just not like that. It's almost like, okay, it's a, it's a problem. You work over it and you get out of it and you just move on. Don't stay there. And, you know, I, you know, it's just like, I know like a, to cry is like a release, but yeah, I'm like that too. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's almost like you're helpless, you know, yeah, I was, when the next I was, person is. I was trained. I mean, I, I, that's the only way I can say it. My parents, they always told me something. They said, listen, you can talk. If you can talk, you can explain. I don't understand the language of tears. That yeah. just says pain, but it doesn't tell me what I can do to help you get over this hump. So I threw it away. I threw it away as a little boy. I threw it away when I was four or five years old. So I've spent the last 50 years almost not having that as a part of my emotional tool bag. But I, I try not to make fun of people who do. And that's why I was saying that's one of the things that we have to we like we allow this word means so much to us and it shouldn't mean shit to us. We allow this H double O D to control our viewpoints, our politics, our view of the world. The hood will eat you and spit you out. It does not give a rat's ass about you. I see other people from other places, they know that. We are tied in. It's like in our veins. You know what? Yes. The, hood, the hood does one beautiful thing for you. I'll never take it away. Bed-Stuy allows you to learn to live almost anywhere on the planet because when you know how to swim with sharks, you're not scared of no water. And that's all it does. It teaches you a lot of, it, it teaches you about a lot of land uh, fields and, and landmines. But then you don't owe it nothing. Because you put some work into surviving it and you gave back by teaching other people while you were there. Now, I'm not saying that you couldn't help somebody, you help them, but it's not like I'm, you should be so tied in that the politics of the hood becomes your politics without thought. You know, you evolve right. past that guy. You know, yes, I, can't yes. be, I can't be the same dude at 24 hanging out on the corner of Madison and Stuyvesant that I'm at at 53. I'm not that guy anymore. The shit that he believed in, that was gospel is garbage to me now. Right, right. Because first of all, you'll never catch me in the street with a goddamn beer. It ain't happening. Right. I'm not pulling up to a phone booth and taking a piss in the middle of a broad daylight anymore. You know, that guy yeah, would have yeah. did it. Right, you yeah, know? absolutely. This guy ain't doing that. So Trump had a uh, whacked out week. First, his freaking tower has a fire. I don't understand why that luxury tower didn't have uh, uh what do you call it, sprinklers, yeah. You know, I, I due to my insurance, once a year, these the fire department comes and checks my sprinklers. 
and I have to be up to code. And that's once right. a year, man. My insurance mandates it. I don't want them in here. It takes, but it takes three minutes. They look. They have a special light that they put on it, and I guess it turns a color. And they be like, "Oh, okay." They write it down and they're gone. Boom! Right. See you next year. How did you pay the rents that you paying in a Trump Tower? And from what I heard, some of these shits would have only been like four dollars per twelve foot. I mean, come on. He's he's supposed to be, you know, he's the original Levar Ball. I'm big baller. Damn, get some, you know, get some um, freaking sprinklers. I mean, you know what? He was following the law of the land before, night, like, 1990. You didn't have to have right. him. But you right. figure, I guarantee you, in his penthouse in Trump Towers, where Melania and that boy be staying, that place is wired for sound. Because it's hard to die in a fire if you got good sprinklers. I asked the firemen here. They told me that if my sprinklers was to go off, that shit would be up to my knee. And water. Up to my right. knees. They said your whole place will be destroyed. Everything you own, but it won't burn. <laughs> and that's why you pay insurance. Right. You know, that's why I have fire insurance. It's mandatory I have fire insurance. So right. at least I don't walk away with nothing. You know? Then he gets the FBI running up and taking his lawyer's paperwork, which is good. Hopefully, they'll find something in it, and we can move on from this, Bones. Oh, yeah, because it's ridiculous now. It's shit or get off the pot. Find something in all this paperwork. If you if you go into his lawyer's home and business, and he probably wasn't prepared for this, so if there's a smoking gun, that smoking gun should still be in the paperwork. Get it together. Get it in front of these clowns in the Senate. Because the ones who, who back him are going to back him, even if they show him up. Even if they were to show a picture of him passing money to Putin. You know what I mean? Putin yeah, with yeah. voters' records handing it to Trump. It, it, those people are never going to turn their backs on him. But it's us, the regular people. You know? Yeah, sure. He's, yeah, and, and, and then and then and then they go on TV and say that the FBI broke in. Oh, yeah, they had a warrant. It's not a. You know what? Somebody said this best. It's a witch hunt because you're a fucking warlock. So, yes, and and, and think about it. I think I think his secretary. He had what? Secretary of Homeland Defense resigned today. Like number yeah. 550 person to resign in the Trump administration. It just yeah, does not stop. No. That's definitely like they know something's coming down a pipe and they don't want to be no parts of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I will say one thing, man. The mayor of Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, they didn't shock me by sending troops to the border. But I'm hoping California does what they were doing and, and not. But don't get, don't get this twisted, Bones. I am not backing this caravan coming towards our border. This ain't the time. This ain't the place. It ain't that day no more. You cannot get sanctuary here. We, need, we have people in America 
who can get sanctuary, and they're Americans. So how dare you be from a foreign land thinking that you can get sanctuary here? And don't bum rush our fucking borders like it, our borders don't matter. So I say turn their asses around. Yeah. I, I'm not backing them. I'm not backing them. Just because you're my, and you know what? Fuck you, Mexico, for allowing them free passage through. Because these aren't even Mexicans. These are Ecuadorians and Hondurans. So right. they coming from other countries through your country. You're not stopping them at all. Because think about this. I'm going to tell you this honestly. Say shit gets tight here in America. We don't like the direction the country's going, which more than likely we don't. Pack up your bags tomorrow, throw everybody in a car, and go to Canada border with no passport and see what they do to you. You will not be entering Canada. They will turn your ass around. So why we have no place on the planet we can go, and everybody wants to come here, and then come here and then not even uh, assimilate into our society. They want us to assimilate to them. Now, you know what? They had like three years to take advantage when Obama signed that dumbass law. They didn't take advantage. It's too late. There's a new sheriff, and he ain't going for this shit. I just, I just don't. I'm just hoping that none of the National Guard have to injure or harm any of these people trying to get away from a bad situation. But you know what? Sometimes you got to put pressure on your own government to change their shit. You know? Yes, sir. Because could you imagine if every black person wanted to leave America in the 1930s and 1940s and go somewhere, but there was nowhere for us to go? And things were horrible here for us. We were living in apartheid. Absolutely. Apartheid just ended in 1965. People don't call it what it is. It was apartheid. Right, right. And where were the blacks going? Who did you hear mass exiting? No, you had black people going from the south to the north and from south to the east, but they wasn't going to other countries, not in mass exodus. You know, hey, man, the weather looks nice in Bahamas. Let's all take our black asses to the Bahamas. No, we didn't do that. Shit, I wouldn't have mind if my parents did it. it would, uh, my grandparents, they would have been nice. I would have grew up on the beach. Yeah, they didn't even go back to the other place that where you could have went. I forgot the name of that African country. Liberia Remember, or something like yes, that? Yes, Liberia, right. Right, we didn't do that. You know what, we didn't, well, you know what, you know how we do it. We actually dig our, our heels in the sand and we, we handle it. We, we're not a running people. I don't think, I put it this way, I don't think it would be so many of us here if they didn't drag our asses over here in chains in the bottom of boats. Right. But, you know, I, I'm tired of this Trump thing. I want that to kind of end. Well, I gave you some time to uh, kind of digest that. So, shoot if you have an answer. If not, I'll well, let you wait for another time. Well, me calling into a podcast, it also it gives me a chance to 
express my views on certain topics that I think is uh, important. Um, you know, ordinarily, outside of you, and also, too, I don't know anybody who has their own podcast <laughs> I can be a part of the call into. And, um, or, you know, like outside of, uh, you know, me going live or something like that to express my views or opinions on certain topics, it's the only way that uh, it would get out there. And here, um, I can express what I feel. Maybe there's someone out there in uh, hard land listening, you know, you know that it may uh, be a you know helpful uh, word too. And um, you know, I think it's a pretty cool thing. You know what? Those are great answers. I got no problems with it. Actually, Bones, there was no such thing as a wrong answer. There are just some better answers, and you gave better answers. Because I was really not talking to you. I was talking to other people. Because people, I actually had a guy, just to let you know that podcasts, your your words do resonate. I had somebody from Japan email me that he listens to my podcast in Japan. That shit to me is like, wow. I got somebody who's a regular listener in Japan? From Tokyo? Somebody takes the time out of their day to listen to my ass in Tokyo. Because you never know who you're listening to. You never know how it's going to resonate in someone else's brain. And, you know, sometimes the subjects are mundane. I mean, well, not mundane. They're from lighthearted to dead serious and everything in between, you know. If I'm talking about Wakanda, you know I ain't talking about nothing real. Right. But then my <laughs> next subject, my next subject might be mental illness. So it's all over the place, and I'm just always curious because me and me and Ned Boy, we did a hundred and eight shows together. A hundred eight times that we took the time out of the day on Mondays and Fridays, and sometimes we would do Saturday. At, our schedule worked that way, but we did that. And he still calls in now, even though, you know, he just didn't have the the time. And because he's working and everything, it's the promotion. See, I understand. That's why you use pseudonyms. Because a lot of times you don't want your professional life in this day and age, social media, to blend in with your real name because, you know, bosses look shit up. And maybe you don't want your boss listening to your podcast because you might say some things that at work you don't want to be heard. Yes, there was a lady. You remember this lady who was riding her bicycle in the, in the motorcade, the White House motorcade came past her? And she gave the finger? She gave the finger. She got fired from her job. Right, but I think she's suing now, which is good. Right, she's yeah, she's suing. And you know what? what? I think that's ridiculous. But you know what? Your political views. Certain companies still want you to keep your political views and things of that nature to yourself. Now that's fine. I'm not guarded with my words. I don't. I, I cuss. Anybody that listens to the show will hear cursing from time to time, but it's not gratuitous. I don't do it just to sound like a certain thing. I don't do it just to claim Brooklyn. I do it because it fits my mode of what I'm talking about at that minute. 
Right. There's no there's no need for me to put together CS, MS, bitch, blah 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 just to sound. I don't. I don't want. My goal is not to sound ignorant, but it's to always be truthful to what I'm saying. I one thing I will say is I very rarely do I go back and listen to a show and say you didn't mean that. Almost never, because if I did, the next time I do a show, I'll apologize for coming off weird. Yes. You know, I, I there's one thing that I'm thankful for. My computer works pretty good upstairs. It filters out by the time it gets to my mouth what should say, what mm-hmm. I should say. And then I made a mistake directly, but what I should say. So I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm no homophobe. I'm not a racist. I'm not sexist. So I'm not, I already know that I don't have to worry about saying any of that foolishness. It's just not who I am. Yeah, and I was thinking well, before we go, but that mental illness, you know, there was a shooting in Brooklyn of an unarmed, you know, black male. I don't know if you saw it or heard about it. Yes, I did. But if you saw the video footage. Yes, I, I of the shooting, this video of the shooting itself. No, it's no videos of the shooting. It was video of his actions prior to the shooting. Okay. Well, I, I, I do have a view on that. One, right. I think his family's a little out of line by saying that he was completely harmless. Uh, you don't know from the, the pictures how the man is doing that. Each time that he's doing it's not like he's just holding a pipe. He's pulling the pipe in a menacing pistol style. Now, right. also, another thing comes into play. What time of day was it? If it was starting to get towards dusk, I could see that pipe looking more and more like a barrel of a gun. If it was 9 o'clock in the morning, maybe you could make it out that it's a pipe. But if it's 5.45 in the, in the evening and it's getting dark in New York, that shit does look like he got a pistol. I'm not always going to come down on the police if I think in this situation, I'm not screaming they are out of line. And that's why I don't think that y'all, New York has had like total outrage. Has there been total outrage in New York over this? No. Okay, then. See, that's that's people using their dome piece for once. You know what? The only thing thing they have to find... If they could find it, is that the footage prior to him getting shot? Because what they're saying, some witnesses are saying, they just got out the car and just started shooting, like a Tamir Rice. Hmm. Now, if that part right there is a is not jiving with what they wrote down in their reports, then you have a problem on how you engage them because you didn't assess the situation. You know, from right, a, well, that would be a coward just firing. Now, I right. think I think the words halt, freeze, drop should always come out of a cop's mouth before poop, poop, before they fire. Because we, we know you should never, every crime does not fit instantaneous death penalty. But this guy, for people to pretend that this dude was a totally normal individual who would be running around the street. First of all, he had to put some time and energy putting a ball on the end of the pipe. 
pipes don't come with balls at the end, like a thing to hold on and grip. Yeah. That's not what they do. Pipes have a female end, they have a male end. It usually grooves into another pipe. Um, I don't know what his mindset was. Maybe he was looking for a bullet. I don't want to say that because I could be wrong, but you never know. See, you never know what makes somebody snap. Uh, I didn't bring this up, but you remember the family about a week ago, the two lesbian women who drove off the uh, Pacific uh, Coast Highway with yeah. all the children in the car? Uh-huh. I mean, and that one still disturbs me today because not only was somebody so mad that they wanted to take their life, but they snuffed out six other lives also. And shit like that happens in real life all the time. There are some mistakes that are at a drop of a hat, a blink of an eye, you can't come back from. I don't know if that guy wanted to be hurt or not. And I don't know what his mind frame is. Maybe he didn't take his meds. See, but for his family, see, that's the thing that never hurt, helps. When you have family who sits there and will, will lie. Oh, no, he wasn't on any medication. He's a total normal man. No. If he was on medication, you know what? Sometimes he was a sick man. He, was, he came off his meds. He was a little menacing that day, but he still didn't deserve what he got. I can understand that argument, but make that your argument. Don't make it seem like he's normal, everyday Joe, because I don't think normal, everyday Joe is just walking up to strangers, pointing anything at him in New York City. That's one way to get into some trouble. You know, you get a shitload of trouble like that in New York doing that. A matter of fact, you pick, just put your finger on a map. It doesn't got to be New York. It can be somewhere nice. It could be fucking Palm Springs. You just don't walk up and put even the two fingers behind people's heads. Because you never know when that person turn around and they offended or they're armed. And they say, you know what, I'm not, what, what is your issue? I'm going to solve this problem for you. You know? So it's a sad situation, but you know what? Just because it's just because it's the police, we can't. We have to all. We also have to wait until all the facts out. We have that responsibility too. Sometimes they're going to be right. Did you see the video of the young lady being killed by the cops with, uh, on the highway? No, I didn't see that. Well, they tried to talk this woman down for about an hour. About an hour. They're using her name. I thought these cops were very patient. I mean, because they're calling the woman Letitia by her name. And then she hops out of the car. She got a knife. And they fired on her. But this is after. Matter of fact, you posted the video. So you definitely Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I mean, in that case right there, in that case right there, the supervisor was on post who happened to shoot her. He was supposed to have called emergency services. They're trained to deal with emotionally disturbed people. They call them EDP. There was too much time. They had more than enough time to call that unit to talk to her and talk her down. Those That would have been something totally different then. Well, yeah, my other thing was I said, you know what, maybe use your baton and you, right. uh, you bust out our back windows and mace the shit out of that car 
and she's going to want to get out. But the thing is, you got to come out of that car without that knife. Right. I mean, and that was a long, drawn-out process. A long, drawn-out process. And that was pers- that was a person who was off the rail. Bones, completely off the rail. Yes. So in a, in a, in a situation like that, when you are able to negotiate and you talk to them and stuff like that, somebody else is supposed to come out, a special unit, and talk to talk them down. Okay, see, yeah. you know what? We don't always know everything. This is uh, learned information for me. So as they say, you live and you learn. Today, I guarantee you, I lived and I learned something brand new because I didn't even know that that was the case. Yeah, even even here in New York City, if they already know beforehand that the person is EDP is you know short for emotionally disturbed person, they know beforehand that that's the job they're going to. They send a special unit there to deal with them. So you already know okay. that this person is you know EDP and they deal with them. You know. Okay, fantastic. That's so like they, I said. That's a live and learn. Right. Well, I've been on this. Yes. No, go ahead. So before I go, before we go, um, it's just like when they when the cop shot the seventy or five or seventy six year old woman in the house. She's behind the door naked. Before you got in the house, you know she's naked. You get in the house. Now you're in the bedroom. Five or six cops that's there, and uh, you you know you call that crew to come in there for her, and she goes for a baseball bat. And you unload on her with the baseball bat. That's a problem. You know? Yeah, and see, you're gonna have you're gonna have situations. You're gonna have everything from Tamir Rice. Two seconds, boom, up, you're dead. You're gonna have the South Carolina guy shot in the back. I don't give a fuck about you. I mean, there are gonna be some that are that blatant, and then there's others that you really have to look at the yes, nuances yes, of everything. And yes, so they're absolutely. not all they're not all the same. And then you're gonna have some that are pure cowardice, like the Brevoort shooting or whatever that fucking building was, where you know the Asian cop and the black uh, white cop. They just shoot the kid because they horrified being in the project. Yes, yes, uh-huh, right. So you yeah, can have everything in between. Right, because they had this guy who he shot at, and he and he shot at a black cop. It was a kid. He had, but he he was facing forward, and he couldn't see his hands. And he kept saying, "Show me your hands, show me your hands," and he wouldn't show him his hands. And when he turned around, he unloaded on the cop. Hmm. Oh, you know yeah, and then let's, let's not forget we're also going to have friendly fire. Yeah, that's too. You know, black cop shows up at crime scene, right. oh, yeah. keeps saying, I'm the police, and nobody from his precinct or, or anything is around, and he shows gun, but they claim Nazi badge. So it's, right. uh, this, you know what, it, they just need more transparency. But every police, if they, matter of fact, if I'm the police, I'm the sheriff, I'm the chief, and I feel it's, it's a righteous shooting, I want to put that information out to the general public ASAP. This way, y'all get off our tail and say, say to the general public, what would you do? You know, don't, don't, not what would Jesus do. What would you do, even if you were trained? What would you do in this instance? 
because we anybody that's trained to use a firearm, if you're in a situation and it looks like somebody's reaching for a gun, your self-preservation kicks in, and you better be the one firing first. Or as my wife yeah. said, or she says, nobody gets shot in the leg. I was like, listen, you tr- everybody, even when you go to the range, nobody says wound shots. That's in the movies. They kill shots. You want to stop. Matter of fact, you don't want to waste the bullets if you don't have to. The whole goal is to stop the offense of the other person. And matter of fact, getting shot in the thigh could be worse than getting shot in the chest. Because you got the female artery, and that shit gets busted, you're dead. So who who purposely aims? Who do you know on the planet would purposely aim to just shoot somebody in the ass? Right. Nobody. I'm, right. I'm going to be arrogant and say you don't know anybody that's aiming to shoot somebody in the ass. You know, that's not what you go right. for. Ass shot is not what that's not. <laughs> What what is the purpose of going to the range, getting your life, spending all those hours training, and you know what? If I get in any kind of trouble, I'm just shooting people in the ass. Then don't carry a gun. You know what? Get yourself one of those batons, and if you can bop somebody with that, call it a day. Matter of fact, I wish I could get one of those. Them shits are highly uh, illegal. I, I, I had a coworker once who had one. You know the metal baton? He used to carry it on his belt. I was like, that's a lovely thing. He's like he had got it from somebody. I was like, but isn't that shit illegal? He's like, yeah, it's illegal. Wow. Comes out like an antenna. I would love to have one of those. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I haven't thought about that in years until just now. <laughs> Pooh, pop that sucker out. Shit, I guess the first five, six times I pop it out, I'll probably hit myself in the leg and be like, damn, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. But but it's a nice thing to have. Well, Bones, unless you got something else, brother, I'm out of here to Friday the 13th. Okay. Okay, Nothing people. Nothing else to say. Great talking to you. Hey, same here, man. I appreciate you calling in. Well, this no is problem. Strange Talk with Doc, people. Mondays and Fridays, usually 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 724-444-7444. Call ID numbers 1450048. And you can reach me at Strange Talk with Doc on Vimo, iTunes, SoundCloud, Speaker, YouTube, where I wish that you would subscribe, comment, share. It could be positive or negative. It does not make a difference. I just want to hear from you. And also on iTunes, if you're driving around in the car and you need something to listen to, give Strange Talk with Doc a chance. Share it with your friends. I enjoy doing what I do. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every other time. And I will see you on Friday the 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No matter what's going on in this world, Good, bad, or indifferent, I'm just going to tell you people, peace.